This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. This podcast might get traumatic, might get stressful, might get a little heavy. Then again, it might not. Crack a beer, jump in the conversation. Time for the end of conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon. Crazy East Dominican, you know, Vladimir, come on, yo. My cool man from the county of Dade, Ali Muhammad. Yeah! I don't know. What's poppin'? This is Damian Lemon. This is in the conversation. And as always, on my right hand side, I got. El Capitán, el Coronel. Vladimir Camaño. Oh, oh, shit. Broom Back Closet in Studios. In effect. VLAD is direct from the West Coast. You know what I mean? We got him in the building. And then, as always, on my left-hand side, I got... You got uh, the voice of your choice, Mr. Ali Muhammad in here. Okay. okay. Yeah, man. Ah, oh, shit, they're ready, they're ready to get this thing going. The triumvirate. The triumphant. Sitting at the table. Talking to the peoples. In some capacity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The triangle offense. We got Chris in the building as well, you know, on research and fly shit. And all that on good On hoodie, shit. you know what I mean? Nah, man. Oh, shit. How y'all doing? We're doing, doing great. great, man. I'm out here. Uh, real, real quick, I'm in Los Angeles, man, and uh, <laughs> there's an ad out here. They got topless maids. I don't know if you know that. That sounds like porno shit. That sounds like a you, porno. You, you, you pay them and they, they clean your house topless. And there's also one for dudes, too. Like, you can get like a naked dude come to your house and clean your apartment. You research that? No, they're like ads. Like, you drive down the street, you'll see a truck. It says, you know, nude uh, nude men clean your house with topless maids. That's just weird. How, I mean, how does that work? Like, you know what I'm saying? You just get to look at them, clean your house. I don't want no dirty-ass titties. Right. Sweaty. That's the thing, like... <laughs> dust oh, all on the ass. areola. <laughs> dust oh, oh, pig, oh, pig uh, pee and ass epic. titties. <laughs> that is epic. That is oh, epic. That's funny as shit. <laughs> that is epic. Crumbs on the damn oh, sweaty cleavage. Oh, oh, sweaty ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to get all up under the bed. Like, come on now. <laughs> get all that. Like, Dragging like, all on the floor. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, but what do, what do you do? What even even if even if the titty stays sexy throughout the cleaning, what do you do? Like, how do you not look like a creep? This is I a, mean, it's for creeps. It's for but what what is the creep involvement? You just go, you just fucking you ogle. You just ogle or ogle <laughs> or beat off. What do, do you do? do? They have, they do they come with security like at the strip club or something? Uh, got to. <laughs> so basically, it's called the uh, it's called the pink van. Okay. Okay. And ninety nine dollars. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. And I'm um, just looking at the. Yeah, it's called the one eight hundred. So dirty. You got this on your refrigerator. Mm-hmm. They gonna call. They gonna call. Gonna call. They gonna call. Exactly. Exactly. So how were they? How were they, Vlad? What do you mean? How were they? I don't know how they were. <laughs> yeah. Right. You didn't do it. So no, I did. So basically, I'm looking at the site. It's called Thrillist.com, and it says uh, it's ninety nine dollars an hour. And he's reading, he's reading a, a receipt. Of, mm-hmm. Exactly, right? Yeah. Exactly. Is that yeah, what I yeah, tipped? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, my gratuity I, I pay, was. I, I, pay, I, I paid cash. I paid cash. Um, That's what's up. Keep it, you know. It's $99 an hour. But you got to book at least two hours. 
Damn. That's it. Oh, um, okay. Uh-huh. What's the second just, album? So well, you got to book two hours. What if your shit only take 30 minutes? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, <laughs> That's it's what the they all say. Of, it's, the cost of, it's the cost of production. You know what I mean? It's the cost of doing business. Man, um, LA shit is weird. And they had they they currently have a thirty day a thirty dollar off deal. They said this says here. So now, now we getting discount. Okay, breasts. let me let me ask you something. I don't know. Now, in this particular business, does do you get to choose the maid that comes to your house, or you just get the one that show up? According to this article, you get the one that show up. And this particular client got a big breasted natural D cup Ukrainian woman named Nikki. Right, mm. but what about a face? Um, uh, she don't talk about the face. And, um, and the window. What about the quality of of the breasts? So apparently, when she comes in, when the when the when the girl comes in, they show up in a t shirt and jeans, and they go to the bathroom to change. This and then within crazy. minutes, they emerge from the bathroom topless. Uh, they come out bare boob with black and pink panties. Wow. A garter belt, fishnet tights, a black platform, and black platform ankle boots. And and they and they go to cleaning this. Maybe that's what they're cleaning it. And I don't know, son. And it, this should sound like it might be an escort service on the low. Yeah, it got to be. You know what I'm saying? If you if you know exactly. So then it says here. Put a little money on the here, dustpan. It says here that Nikki explained to the client that anything beyond dusting and some light chores would cost extra, Uh-oh. and it's usually done by another person who would come along with her and bring the appropriate equipment. What that mean? I, I guess I guess uh I guess the actual cleaning is like I guess it look from what I'm reading they just kind of dust the place they don't really get oh, you know, shit. They don't that get shit gritty. ain't worth nothing and they have somebody else just fucking <laughs> that, cleaning the shit that shit ain't worth a damn eh. Eh. well so apparently they dust they dust and dance and twerk at the same time oh they twerk too what did you read man are you making this shit up I'm on I'm on Thrillist.com it says uh before you know it uh. It was grinding and dusting on our way to. Oh, so there's grinding. Now this shit turned into a lap dance. This now it's turned into full contact. That's some bullshit. Ah. You buy it? You buy that? I can't get and it. Have, it man. Listen, man, I want my cleaning people to clean. Right. It's a little. <laughs> you know what? It's two in the gray. Right. It's two in the gray. It's two different things that I don't think you're going to get. You know, you're not going to get uh, decent service on either side of things. On either, on it's halfway way. prostitution, halfway <laughs> maid service. And, and you ain't going to, you're still going to have a dirty ass apartment. You're going to have to clean up after <laughs> she leave and be mad to the motherfucker. $200 lighter. And it says here, it says here, the boobs were real big and beautiful. That, that, that was a review from the. the <laughs> I like the review. Thing. Nothing about none of the shit that happened. They ain't fuck with the rug, the window, they mm. make the bed. Yeah, there was no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's also uh, hottoplessmaids.com. Let me, let me you should do that shit. Do it and then let yeah, us know. Yeah, do it and Next report. Week. Report live back to the conversation. Report, you mean well, you periscope like Facebook Live? You should periscope it. Yeah, Facebook Live, periscope. I don't think you could put the titty on Facebook, but periscope maybe. I, don't, I mean, maybe I don't, a live Facebook is, titty. I mean, my thing is like typically when I've had someone, um, like if I'm using an apartment, you know, I hire like a cleaning company. Right. And I always just leave. I'll leave the place and come back like an hour or two hours later. You know what I mean? I don't trust nobody like that, man. That's why I really no. I don't trust nobody like that. Not my. I'm gonna leave my crib and then they could go (laughs) through my. Nah, I don't know these motherfuckers. I just called them on the phone. I don't know these people. Exactly. I barely trust motherfuckers at the hotel. It's funny because like I got a few friends, um, and obviously you know they're they're like. Yeah, they they're making money and they got they got they got a regular maid they work with. Right. 
And the way they talk about their mates is like, oh, God, she's a, she's a part of the family. You know what I mean? I mean, you would hope. Yeah, after, after she been with them for a while, but, you know. Yeah, and the maid, you know, they, they, they she got the keys. She got everything to the house. Yeah. Your topless maid ain't going to, you ain't going to trust your topless maid. I don't think topless maid going to no, be part I'm of saying, the family. No, I'm saying Damien, Damien has some inside family. wouldn't let anybody. Nah. Like, Damien, if, if, you, if you had a maid for like two years, would you give her the keys to the place? And here you go, you know. It depends. Maybe after maybe after two years. I mean, now that's a relationship. That's a you know what I mean. But two years, that's having somebody on uh, payroll for two years. That's right. a long fucking time. And two years, you know something about that person. I'm not calling up a topless maid to come through, clean the house, and I leave. No, I'm saying I'm saying just a maid in general. Like, would you give keys to a maid? In after general? maybe yeah. after some, some you know after some uh, some trust has been established. After I know where you live. I know some people in your family. I know how to get to you. <laughs> you know where your kids you go to school. You know where your kids go to school. You know what I mean? <laughs> know, you know your, your elderly grandparents, all of that type. As long as I know some shit that I can get back to you, then maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's, it's been years. Ali? What? I mean, shit, I don't, I, don't, I don't really have no real reason to leave somebody in my crib. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you know, I was out of town or some shit and it had to happen, then whatever, whatever. But, you know, if they clean out the crib, I'm going to be in my crib. Do you feel weird about that, though? Do you ever feel no, weird I about... No, I don't feel real about shit. Weird about, like, people just cleaning around your crib, you just sitting there looking at them clean? I'm going to be doing my own shit. I ain't going to follow them around. No, I'm just saying. No, nah, I mean, okay. they're going to do their shit. I'm going to be around. You know what I'm saying? They got a motherfucking question. They know where I'm at. I feel guilty. I don't I feel guilty. Like, I'm, I'm chilling. I feel like I need to help out. Even though I'm paying, I feel like I'm you, a lazy motherfucker. Usually you help out before they get there. You, you know, right. get this shit you halfway hide, together. Yeah, you hide the shit that's like that. That's look disgusting. Let me move that shit. That's yeah. a good question. You guys you guys help clean out. Before the like, clean? I, you know, that's a good question, D. Like I had I had some stuff moved into my apartment and uh I bought this big piece of furniture and it's heavy and and they were lifting it and I, and a part of me wanted to jump in and help out and I was like nah yeah but you the unmover <laughs> right, right, right that's what I'm saying you but like, help out you, know, you ain't help out that's what I'm saying. on your own job so to, to, to these point because you know they sweating and they like they they trying to figure it out they're like oh you know yeah. two Spanish and they're like okay and I had a lucky and I was like nah. mm. just order just offer some water. Hey, you want something to drink? Some water? I, I go back to work. Goddamn, I be doing you my work. Shit, no nobody, ain't, nobody ain't help me oh. edit. Nobody ain't help me. <laughs> Come over here and chase and, these invoices uh, and shit. And uh, get it yourself. <laughs> shit. Hey, nobody taught me how to track. Do your job. <laughs> Oh, shit. And we'll do talk about job. some water, maybe. Do your job. Do your job, man. Ain't now, nobody bring me no motherfucking lunch. <laughs> yeah, man. It's a weird one. It's a weird one, but uh, I'm sure you get over that shit, though. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, about I got over I got over Exactly. At the third week, you're like, you know what? I'll be back. Y'all take it easy. I ain't never got there yet. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, speaking of uh, maids and all of that, reason being that you look, and it's not reason being, but you have now settled settled in uh, L.A. You got a crib out there now? I'm hearing what's going on. I got a, I got a, I got a crib, man, you know, which, uh, you know, you and I always welcome to crash at. Um, and uh, it's a, this is crazy, but it's my first, this is the first lease I ever signed, D. That's what's Damn. up. Yeah, you ground. Yeah, you're an adult. Ground, man. First, lease I, first lease I ever signed. How'd that shit feel? Uh, when you got the good place, man, it feels great. I, I love, I love my spot, man. I love my spot. Mm -hmm, my spot mm -hmm. is, uh, 
my spot is dope. I couldn't be happier, man. Um, you know, I'm just like, this is it. You know, I'm always coming back to New York because my family's out there and I got to come do spots. Yeah. But um, this is, uh, you know, I, I got a little patio, man. I got, the weather's great. It's quiet. You know, I'm running I'm running the ship how I want to run the ship. You know what I mean? Yeah, you the only one there. Um, you are the captain. You know what I mean? You the El Capitan of your the, own by self. The coffee, by the coffee I like. You know what I mean? Get up when I want. <clears throat> My own shit. <laughs> Me. Yeah. You going to um, throw a little party, a little housewarming or nah? Nah, you know, I thought <laughs> I about know that. that man. You better I'm throw a housewarming, dog. Get, get you get some a, shit. Get some shit. Juice no, I was talking to my dad about. I was talking to my dad about it. My father was like, my father was talking to my pops. He was like, you know, we don't do that, right? Do what? Like my father was like, we don't celebrate every occasion. You do. You know I mean, like he don't. I no. I'm saying like, my it's a cultural. I think it's a cultural thing. My father was like, there's people like in our build. They'll celebrate like, oh, we've been together for six months. Time to celebrate. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, but, I didn't really grow up like that. My father. My father was like. My father was like, nah, man. You know, you got your place. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I see both sides of that. I see both sides because the thing is, if you don't make it an occasion, then that means nobody could ever hit you up to make their shit an occasion. So there's no reciprocation. But the whole I don't sell. Oh, we don't. Oh damn! Say that again. You know what I mean? It's well, like, why wouldn't you want to reciprocate? Some people don't. Some people are just cheap. I got I got friends of mine, a family. I got people I know. I don't want to put nobody all the way on blast with a good fuck. Now, I won't put nobody on blast. I want them to, to openly say what they say. But I got somebody in my family that was like, why am I cutting the track every time some shit happened in somebody else's life? You know what I mean? Like, when somebody have a kid, it's like, all right, we get it. Then we got to cut a check for the second kid. And we got to cut. This is just this person's right, no reasoning. No so I've seen this type of reasoning before. I'm more about, you know, you want to kind of build some community. Right. You know what I mean? And again, like I'm trying to be of the abundant spirit no rather doubt. than the uh, no the, the whatever the miserly whatever the miser swag. You gotta exercise that broke out your system. <laughs> but then to be like, we don't celebrate that. I'd have been on plays with Dominicans who've clapped because the plane landed. No diggity. So oh, I mean, no that's, that's classic. No, no, that's, exactly. That's so y'all can celebrate. You can celebrate your new first lease. Fuck that! No, I mean, you know, you land, you land on a plane. That's that for us is a big deal. It's like you I know, mean, you landed in an apartment in Hollywood. You landed in an apartment in Hollywood, man. Shit. Nah, you, man, have a house. Same well, amount man. of turbulence. Get yourself a, get yourself some candles yeah, and shit. Get you a toaster, you know a toaster, and all that shit that you don't want to buy. You know what I mean? Fucking bed set. Sign up for a registry and shit. <laughs> you ever did that as a? Yeah, a that's, a, that's, a, that's a hassle to me, man. I just want to come home. I want to. Ain't know, no hassle when like you get this. Come I did. I mean, we did baby showers and all that, right? Yeah, and especially like when you having your first, man. That shit coming handy. You got of course. You know what I'm all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Everybody just collaboratively put in your life. You know what I'm saying? That you ain't had to go out and buy. Right. You know free saying? shit always coming handy. Yeah, free shit, free crib, free this and free. Like, you know what I'm saying? Baby came into the world looking good. You know what right, I mean? Right. Like, you that's community. And I've been to baby showers where I've gave good it shit. It feels good you know to create a, a bit of support, a support system yeah, for you, someone. Because you need that. I like, think. you know what I'm saying? Like, you in a town, you by yourself. You ain't got nobody out there. You got associates at best. You know what I'm saying? That's where they could prove they 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 work. You know what I'm saying? This way, you know what I'm saying? We make the relationship real. Right. Halfway. Pay me. No, it's not pay you, but come on. Come through. Gift me. Come through. I'm going to have the food. Y'all bring an item or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have some bottles. You know what I'm saying? I have some wings. It's the same as, you know what I'm saying? If you take, 
You got you, the patio already. If you take occasion off the list, right? Weed is recreational out there. If you if you take, you know what I'm saying, baby shower, housewarming off the list and, and just break that shit down to a potluck. Right. You know what I'm saying? Potluck is the best shit ever. It's fun. You know what I'm saying? It's fun. You bring something. I provide the place. Nobody really has to really come out of pocket too tough to have a dope ass. Just party. having a good time. You know what I'm saying? You could have a big ass party and nobody DJ. really hurt themselves. It could be nice. You know, it, it's gonna be real nice. It could be nice. You if, got good weather out there. If everybody bring a bottle, right? And you know what I'm saying? Everybody bring a dish. It'd be nice. Something like everybody. That's 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 what that's community. Something like you know what I'm saying? Vlad is in the building. Vlad, how your potluck? That's what you do. That'd be sick. I, you know, I got to, I, I got to, I got I to, I got to sit with that because I, you know, what's I, your, I what's your hesitation? About, well, we, we talked about this with the whole part. Remember we talked about the whole party thing. Yeah, but this is a potluck. Well, this is a little different than a, no, party. No, but a party. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, I, I, uh, I think it's a personality thing. Like I, I, I don't feel. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Is it could easily be skewed for the negative? I, uh, I don't. I just not. I'm not that comfortable playing host. You know what I'm saying? Like I hate being responsible for people's fun. I hear you. I hear what you're saying, but you gotta also challenge. At yourself. my at my home, like at my home, I don't like being responsible for people's fun. Like, you know, I, my my boy came through the other day. My boy Eric came through just to hang out. We chopped it up, and yeah. that was cool. Like, you know, if you are leaving yeah. through, we hang out at the crib. We chop. Like that's kind of my scene. I don't like hosting. The, I don't like being responsible for people's uh, uh, like fun. Like that, you okay. know. Well, you but know you're what? a fucking comedian. You're responsible for people's fun every day. Are your life? Yeah, but that's like me. That's like me. I don't gotta, you know. I don't, I don't gotta. I don't gotta cater the, you know, the, the food. I don't gotta do the hors d'oeuvres. Like it's just me. It's a potluck. Everybody bring their own shit. I'm gonna tell you this. It's easier than you think. You overthinking it, but it's easier than you think. Cause all you gotta do is set the room, set the table Man, up at a potluck. All you gotta out. do is burn some candles and and some open music, the door. A little bit of liquor and have an aux cord. That's it, and have That's a good it. time, and you'll have regular ass conversation, and then people will talk amongst each other. Everybody brought a bottle to drink. It'll be way easier than you think. It'll be way easier. Next but, thing you know, but you like, know what I'm saying, good. hey man, we ain't Eat gonna force two hours. you. We ain't gonna force you to do it. No, like I'm good. I'm good to come over and show love, but I'm not. I'm not big on people coming over here. All right, well then, don't do it. Clean up and don't do it. You just had a busty maid. You just had a naked maid come through, clean your shit, and then that'd you know, be dope. Y'all do your thing. That'd be dope. You know what I'm saying? A little bit of prostitution. You know, uh, you know what I mean? A little bordello. I just want to stay, I want to stay for the record. I want to have the sound bite on record saying, I did not use the naked maid at my place. Yet. Hmm. But I, you got the fucking fly on your refrigerator. Got all the information. Got all the information. All the <laughs> intel. The, re, the reviews. Uh, yeah. You only look at reviews when you're about to make a purchase. You ain't got a lock, right? Let me see what they had to say about this. Oh, that is hilarious. Big natural. What's happening with you, D? Oh, man, what's going on with me, man? I'm just living, living life. I'm just living life. I want to be that type of motherfucker where that is just sufficient. I'm just living life. What's going on in your life that you're living? What am I doing in this life, man? I've been having a good time. What I get into? I just saw Moonlight. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Finally. Hold up, hold up. You saw Moonlight. Fine. You saw it? Yeah, I saw it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you said right, like I, I mean, this is, this is a discourse right here. <laughs> we could have a discourse. <laughs> That's one of what, what, you saw Moonlight. Yeah, what, I enjoyed what, it. What, what, what that happened, man? I thought the shit was good. I was out the loop for a while. I was trying to see it. Everybody in the world was seeing it months ago or weeks. It should have. Where you saw that? I seen this at uh, Magic Johnson's. 
Okay. At the Good Magics. Okay. Support right. the community. No doubt. You know what I mean? Bring it to the community for the matinee. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, made a good six seventy nine. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I did. I seen uh, seen midnight. I'm part of. I seen moonlight. I sound uh-huh. like such an old mother. I seen the midnight. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. good. Uh, now I saw moonlight. I thought it was How'd good. How'd you feel? I thought the shit was good, man. I thought it was a good story. It was interesting. What I like. I mean, first of all, the movie tone wise and just visually. Is a beautiful fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Like every scene looks like a like a photograph. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, you know we talk about. I'm trying not to be one of these people that feels like uh, there's this finite amount of entertainment that's geared towards black people to the point where you get so excited, like oh, wow, and it's some, some good to see black folks it on is the screen. Finite. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know, it's been abundant after a while. So I'm trying to, as we said before, I'm trying to just go with the momentum. No doubt, the you momentum I mean? is there. It's a renaissance. The momentum is there. Let's just call it. Let's call it what it is. It's it's the new world. No doubt. It's just how we are now. It ain't even inside a trend. This is just how it's gonna be. Inside, just being black. You know what I mean? So it was good to just see people being black and familiar. You know what I mean? Like uh, just just the setting. Just great, great performances. What's the kid? Marshall or whatever? Marshall Ali. Marshall Ali. <laughs> I got to learn how to say his name because he's killer shit. Oh, man. Uh, Janelle Monet was good. Janelle Monet, you know, she was good. She got that old, yeah. that, that, she, you know. She I got still, that old school Jada Pinkin on her. That little bit, <laughs> little bit. You know, I still feel like she got a little Coretta Scott energy to it, too. But she no got doubt. that, that home, that, you know, that, uh, that good mother soul. No doubt, no doubt. And she's beautiful, too. So, you know, it's old. She just Jada. had that Atlanta accent in Miami, but it's okay. I guess, yeah. I ain't gonna hop on it. No, nah, I know, I know. And, 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 and had you not said anything about the cat pulling out his fronts, I didn't ever know <laughs> nothing about the inauthenticity, in whatever you, yeah, I didn't know that was inauthentic. Yeah. But overall, I thought the shit was great. I, what I was really struck by though was the earlier part of the movie when with the kids acting, mm-hmm. with the young kid when he was littles. Uh, like I really, it, well, I don't want to say. I say this: it's a thin line between. Yeah, it's a mixed match. It's a thin line between a a, a good kid actor and an annoying kid actor. You know what I mean? So when you see a good, like a kid actor that could like really emote and and bring about what the scene needs and could do the work without <laughs> without it trying to be too cutesy or too like over the top. Not cute and Nah, this kid was like these kids were. They were good. And then what else it added to? Because I do respect. I've always heard there's a maxim in entertainment. They've always said uh, the two worst people to work with in film are. Kids and animals, right? You know what I mean, because they like variables. You know, it's hard to control them or whatever. But these kids were great. But what I thought, what I fucked with a lot was the fact that um, they captured the trauma of youth. You know, like when you're a kid, there's so much of the world that you have to contend with that you might feel nobody can really understand but you and your kid peers. Right. You know, it's a whole nother world that adults are not really privy to, right. you know? Right. Or they're, they're disconnected in the way that this is the first time that you really have to socialize as a, as a fucking human being. 
You know, you going into the Lord of the Flies. You in the <laughs> you in the midst. Anything could happen. I, you know, it reminded me of a lot of shit. You see how they were terrorizing the little kids, chasing them home and shit like right. that. You see that type of shit. You would just just remember how it is to be in fucking class all day. Just like the nuanced little shit, you could feel it viscerally. I remember when I was a kid, I always wanted to. You know, I used to write stories as as a kid, mm -hmm. and you would write, you know, about what you were living. You know, and then when I would watch TV, I would be drawn to shit. Obviously, kid programming, Wonder Years and shit like that, where, you know, especially Wonder Years where he has this fucking narrator in his head <laughs> that's talking him through all the anxiety that he's going through. You know what I mean? Like, I, I used to write shit like that because I was like, just like any any group that you feel like don't really get their fair share of exposure. You know, when you're a kid, you feel like you're not all, you're not an adult, so you can't speak to issues and shit like that. So sometimes you feel like people don't understand what you're dealing with. Right. So when you see it represented in a, in a movie, you're like, wow, that shit is dope. And that they, like, when I say the trauma of youth, it's, they don't mix the shit. Like, right. there's parts with the kid, I don't want to really fuck too much up, but you know, like, his home life, was it was fucked up? His home life was. I mean, it's been a minute. His home, you know, his mom's. Yeah, man, we has, talked about this. Okay, shit. I don't know how much we said, but his mom's. You his know, mom was on drugs. His mom's okay. was on drugs, so he coming home seeing you know moms grabbing all the paraphernalia, running back, you know, various dudes in the crib smoking weed, you know, smoking crack and shit like this. Mm -hmm. This ain't no shit that a kid should see, you know. And the thing is, ideally, you don't want to. You you think that kids live this ideal, idyllic life. But the real deal is kids, they like surveillance cameras. They see everything. They're going to see what's happening. They, they see what's whatever's happening. Whatever's happening in the environment, they're going to see it. So, But sometimes when you see people that like put kid programming together or they write about children, they don't write it where it gets like raw, where you see the kid being affected because, you know, America, especially American society is, is very like... Real protective? sensitive, protective when it comes to children. And what what about the kids? And what do I tell my kids? And you're like, motherfucker, your kids see a lot of shit. So when I see him in this movie give a great portrayal, I don't know the young kid's name. Or I watch the kid Jacob Tremblay in, in Room like give a good fucking portrayal. I'm like, yo, that these motherfuckers is talented. You know? And it's good to see that shit. So I was struck by that. It was a bunch of different things, man. It was, as you said... It definitely pulls you in to the relationship and the lifestyle of a gay man, like a so gay. How do you feel being in a gay relationship? I don't know if I was in a gay relationship. I was watching a gay relationship. <laughs> I felt it felt like anything else. It felt like any other relationship. You became you became invested in the protagonist. You kind of started. I like the fact that they started it. Like you, there was a good point that you made because they started. They started the the story from when the kid was young. Mm -hmm. So you grew up with this kid. You've seen the shit that he had to contend with. So I don't know if it's also the fact that you've seen what he had to contend with, that you was just rooting for him to get some type of win in life, right? Mm -hmm. Like if he had a cool little, you know, his life, his upbringing was nice and fun and whatever, I don't think we would be that engaged or that like, like, yo, I hope I hope he, he don't get hurt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, but like since... He had it rough and his shit was fucked up, but he was always kind of outcast and ostracized. You were like, well, I hope now, you know, after everything that's going on in his life, that he could find some type of happiness. 
Right. And who knows? I don't know. But it was it was a fucking it was a good ass movie. It so, made me also re- uh, last thing it was uh, one thing that I they used it twice in the in the uh, in the movie two different scenes two totally different scenes but they played Aretha Franklin's One Step mm-hmm. which is a mean record that's the that's the joint that they sample for Most Def's Miss Fat Booty mm-hmm. which is a mean ass record it just reminds you you know when some shit is done well when they know how to do a good needle drop in the movie and you like okay you fuck that and they had that shit spin in two. Almost totally different situations. One point was when his moms got caught about to, you know, entertain this dude. And I think the other time was when he was about to uh, get into it with the the guy Kevin or whatever. Right. You know, but it was was pretty interesting. Well timed. So I liked it. So when you speak of the trauma of youth. Vlad, Vlad, you still there? Nope. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm here, but I'm just listening because it's a, you know, cause, I know because I, I, have, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. nah, 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 nah. I just want to make sure you hear. You know what I'm saying when we yeah, get I'm into here, this I'm here, conversation. I do want to. I do want to uh, after you after we analyze. I do want to talk about uh, Damien's comment about it felt familiar because I think there's nah, something to be said about that. But, nah, that's just what yeah, I'm asking. Like, you know what I'm saying when you talk about the trauma of youth. You know what I'm saying? What was some of the things that you were seeing in your youth? That you know what I'm saying? That 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 speaks to that. I mean, I seen wild shit. My mom's used to do drugs. I seen shit like that. I seen, you know, nigga, we got evicted as I got evicted as a kid, you know, like real shit. My pops was in jail, like, you know, like real shit, adult shit. You know, sometimes in the moment you don't realize that's not something that you should see because that's just all that you know. Right. You know what I mean? Like drugs, drugs? I ain't judge, I was like, but it's funny because I didn't really know know a lot of that shit until right. like kind of like after the fact. But right. yeah, you see, you see, we see some shit, and um, and it, you know, it's it's crazy. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy because that's some shit that you have to, you got to deal with, you got to process. However, you do, especially when you're a kid, you don't have the tools to even understand how right. to deal with that shit. So you just. You just live and however it manifests in your life is however it manifests in your life. But, you know, just and then just more benign shit like you see niggas get, you know, you get into fights in, in school and you got niggas that you might have beef with or might try to punk you or whatever. And you might have to get your shit off. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like all of that type of stuff is very, I feel like it's something easy to relate to. Did you say any, did you have any trauma in your life? I mean, I never looked at it as trauma. Like, it was wild shit going on. I lived in Miami. It was a lot of dope dealing shit happening around me. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, um, we didn't have it that many, not not around me, it wasn't that many addicts around me. Mm-hmm. More hustlers around me. You know what I'm saying? You know, you dealt with the everyday neighborhood shit with, you know what I mean, navigating the bullies and all that. But I never really... Um, Caught the the too much of the bad end of that, mm-hmm. but I will say this though. You know what I'm saying? It was one day this uh, Shante Lockett. I was in a fourth grade class that had fourth and fifth grade, mm-hmm. and Shante was in the fifth grade, and you had a couple other kids in the fifth grade, which they were doing something with yardsticks and whatever. This particular day, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? She felt like she was gonna fuck with me. Now I don't really get fucked with. I was pretty cool, right? You know what I'm saying? And then I, I lived on a block with this. With the bully of all bullies, right. his name Gummy. I think we talked about Gummy on here. Maybe. 
Gummy was Mike Tyson of, of the fourth grade. Right. right but, right. you know what I'm saying, he was cool with me for some reason. I'm I'm very always cool with a lot of sociopaths. And, right. You know what I'm saying, we, we get along very well. Right, right, right. You know right, what I'm saying, right. very violent people and sociopaths and shit. Right. So, anyway, I didn't have too but many But even problems. those relationships... Feel a little like oh, it's always nervous. It's always, it's always a it's, fine line. It's, a, it's a, like we get along, but we we kind of like you kind of just know how to react and respond. Well, and, you, you know, know what I'm saying whatever whatever God gave me, uh-huh. you know, what I'm saying resonates right in a couple of different ways, and one way is usually with people who crazy kind of people other people don't resonate with. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. You know what I'm saying? They they feel like they you know I was the the guru of you know what I'm saying of 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 fourth grade bullies. Of okay. This particular one, Gummy. Yeah, right. But anyway, Shantae felt like she was gonna fuck with me this day. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm coming out of school, and then she just broke out chasing me. Now Shantae is like a she's big. She already got titties and shit in fourth grade, right. you know, fifth grade. Just, just big, like uh-huh. just a big girl. She's probably in that maid service now. No, 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 you don't think so? no, no. She's not in maid service. Hilarious. Anyway, so Shantae is is just hawking me down. Like I'm, I'm thinking I'm running fast, but she's on my ass. Yeah. And she got this yard stick. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? And, they, and I guess they had homework when they had all these. They had to read the paper, so they had to. She had a her paper, right. And big ass yard stick chasing me down. And then when she she got up on me, she cocked back. Right. Now this is the first time I ever felt like it was divine intervention and we wasn't alone. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this this was my introduction. But y'all really were alone. There was nobody around. No, it was everybody around. Oh, okay. We were just right, right out of school. So what happened? But I'm talking about me and myself. Right. So I'm running and and I don't I can't explain it, but it felt like something picked me up by the back of my collar, mm-hmm. like my neck. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just pick me up and drop me down. That's what it felt like. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Now this is this is this is this ain't nothing that you're gonna be able to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Put no Everybody real looking at they speaking like, come on, no man. real measure. Here we on. go. Listen, man. Okay. It, it's people out there that done. No, that done, I know, man. You know that done felt some damn some divine intervention. So go ahead. What happened? So something, something picks you up. So she she got right up on me and caught back, and then it felt like something just picked me up, and mm-hmm. then I fell over, but I didn't trip. Right. I didn't hit nothing and trip. It you just, rolled. I just no. I, I just I hit the ground and I bent down and was bracing for the, you know, what I'm saying for to hit me with the damn Impact. yardstick. Right. But she was so close up on me uh-huh. when I hit the ground, she tripped over me uh-huh. and she went flying through the air. Uh-huh. And all I could see is all them papers and shit. Right. And then she hit the ground like. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that was it. No, no, no. Then I got up and. <laughs> And then these these two these two guys grabbed me and it was uh, white boy Wayne you know every hood got a you uh-huh. know what I'm saying got a white boy uh-huh. and our, our neighborhood was white boy Wayne okay. and his brother uh-huh. so white boy Wayne and his brother grabbed me <laughs> to hold me for Shantae to hold you for her for to hold me for oh Shantae. wow okay but then Trent yeah and the other bullies. Trent is gummy? Nah, Trent was the second under bully. <laughs> under gummy. An unintroduced bully. <laughs> nah, exactly. Trent. But that's how it was. He was unintroduced. He hit the corner just out of Out of the blue. Out of the blue. Uh-huh. He hit the corner and was like I love I love by the way, I love by the way how these bullies have an org chart. They have an organizational chart. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. See, they got zones. I'm gonna I'm gonna break that down. But Trent and his boys hit the corner. Right. And and you know what I'm saying? Not that I was friends with Trent. 
right. at all. He was a bully. He ain't had no friends except right. for the other bullies. Right. But he wasn't gonna let white boy Wayne and them, you know what I'm saying? Fuck with his people. Fuck with a, a, yeah. a black boy. Right, right, right. So right, right. it was like, ha, let him go. Right. And you know what I'm saying? How old was Trent? Because you made him sound about 47. No, nah, exactly. That's how he, that's how he was. I said, boy, you to, better let him go. To us, he was he was 50 years old. Uh-huh. How old but was he? He probably was fifth, sixth grade. Okay. Kept, kept back a couple times, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? He came through and saved a day. And shit, me and my boys, we walked off, you know what I'm saying, as unscathed. Right. But like I said, it was the first time that I acknowledged, you know what I'm saying, that it was something else outside of, you know what I'm saying, just our human interaction. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It was my first time realizing that shit, we ain't alone, and I got some angels around this motherfucker. Mm. So. So you ain't had to deal with no trauma of youth. But it was, it was, was just, just, I'm just saying it wasn't. I've been blessed. It was, it was a trauma, <laughs> but in that trauma. The angels came. The angels came. Snake. You know what I'm saying? This ain't, this ain't no way why you laughing at me calling me a nigga and shit. Because I got him. motherfucking divine intervention and shit. Oh, man. I'm man. just saying, in that situation, nah, I, I realized that it was some other shit happening. I can dig it. In my well, world. I think, I think uh, you know, I haven't seen Moonlight yet, dude, but I think what Ali is, what Ali is and Ali, this is me trying to cover up for you. Um, don't you ain't do gotta that, come off me. Do that, man. This is like my that. real, this is my real uh, life story. No, trauma no, list me. No, no, I'm it ain't trauma. It's that in these, the face of trauma, there's always God. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. No, I think. That's Ali, let me tell you, I phrased it wrong. I'm not trying to cover up for you. The problem is that D D hit us with some like some hard, you know, drug jail stuff, and then he heard your story and he was like a little like, huh? Nah, so, nah, nah. I think, not even that. Okay, no, I, not even that. But you know, what is it? What is it? What is nah, it? I'm just, I'm fucking halfway. I'm just joking with him because you know we okay. always say Ali gotta embrace his upness. It's that always, even it's always that's the situation you got, where you got angels too. I know we all got angels. You don't been in a situation we wasn't where you weren't supposed to wear. Listen, <laughs> wasn't telling angels. We was telling, we was we was telling about, horror stories. We was talking about, you know, we was talking about childhood intervention. It was talking about childhood trauma. That's what I do. That shit was. I spoke to the angels. That shit was. That's what he ended with. Come on, man. That shit was trauma. trauma. That shit was trauma until the angels came. All right. That's how life is. You you might have trauma. And when you embrace your angels and shit, then you ain't got to worry about that shit no more. You know what I'm saying? I'll embrace my Uh, others. Embrace your others. That's all I'm saying. Don't hate my angels. Man, look. (laughs) Vlad, what about you? David, I gotta. I think what I leave is a loop. I could be wrong. Don't don't I speak have, for I me, man. Don't speak for me. Don't speak for him. I done said it. No, he got speaking, angels. I'm not speaking for you. Got angels. No, I'm not speaking for you. I'm speaking. I'm speaking on behalf of uh, Marshall, Marshall Ali. What's his name? I, yeah, not Ali Muhammad, but Marshall Ali. <laughs> so Ali. no, no. The reason uh, Ali, this is what I heard. This is why I say mm. there was an interview I saw with Marshall Ali about Moonlight, right? Mm-hmm. And he was talking about, uh, you know, he didn't say those words of, of angel and uh, that spirit. You know, like, kind of like someone watching over you. But he did address the fact that the movie was important to him because he talked about that mentoring aspect. Right. And having someone come into your life that could make that shift for you. So right. I thought that's what you were, you know, kind of referencing. Because he, Mark, he did talk about that in the interview. Absolutely. And I see that. I understand that. What I was saying, with the thing that struck me the most, it don't even have to be personal to me or Ali, but what I liked the most about that movie, or one of the things I liked the most about that movie was how they captured... It was true to life, like, when you're a young kid, the shit that you might have to contend with. You know, especially now as I'm an adult, 
I don't have children, so I feel very disconnected to kids. You know what I'm saying? Like I see them in the world, and I, you know, I know they live in their life or whatever, but like I don't have this type of connection with children to where I can hear about their life. Like you're a father, you got three kids, so you probably a little bit more abreast of what's going on in the junior high, the elementary, and the high school. What's popping in the twenty thousand, you know, two thousands or whatever? This new, you know, all of that. I I still look back on. When I was a kid, or when you see good material that like brings about, oh shit, I remember. It's just like anything else, like just like how uh, a smell could awaken something, or how a record well, could gee, awaken something. It's just certain you know, things that that you see yeah, say, that could bring things to mind. Well, no, I, I, I'll say this too, man. I think it's an underserved um, content space. You know, like. You know, because I'm sure you saw Stranger Things, obviously, right? I, you know what? See, that's what that's a good point. I tried to watch Stranger Things, I couldn't fuck with it. I felt like well, the kids it, I, was I, trying I was to be too Goonies, cute. Right? You saw the Goonies? <laughs> I, I didn't see yo. I saw the Goonies, but I ain't see the Goonies. I saw put it like so, this. We talk about old not, shit. I saw Stand by Me. That's a good one. No, I guess. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is, is that, you know, to your point, because when you first started the conversation, talk about how how Moonlight was familiar, right? And I think you know, there's a there's an untapped space in that, like. I haven't seen many films that deal with like I think like when you and I saw what's that movie we saw it was called Dope was it called Oh Dope yeah right It was cool seeing that like these these young you know people of color right. trying to navigate that world and I think I think there's a in in regards to like and I could be wrong but in regards to like people of color that, that there's not many films that deal with that it's always That's a good point if they you don't know, you don't deal with that You don't really see people of color as innocent kids often even when you nah. see them as kids, they burdened with some heavy shit. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like you don't like, see you know, like, like yeah, like, like fresh, fresh or or Finding Forrester. Yeah, you know, um, they they ain't, they ain't no regular. I, I, I no leave it to regular, Beaver. Just, no black you know leave I mean? it to Beaver. No, yeah, this, I mean Ali, can you name? I, I can't think of one. I can't think of one like just good old wholesome. You know what I mean? Cosby Show. No, no, no. I got you. I guess uh what you call it? What's that? Modern family? Not modern family. What's the blackish? But not even. I'm talking about like a movie or something, like a film or where you see a bunch of I mean, dope was cool, but even dope was dealing with a little bit of it wasn't crazy, but it was a little it was a little crazy shit, you know. The inkwell maybe, where it's a little idyllic. You know what I mean? All he thinking about is getting the girl. I mean, he ain't think about not getting shot. They don't give shot. us that license, man. We ain't we ain't had that license too often of just being. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just just out here just being. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, I like that. I like, yeah. what, I like the way you phrase that, man. What? Out here just just being. That's, just yeah, being. man. I got a series, man. Just being black, man. Just showing people just being black. You being for real? Yeah. Go Dude. look it up. It's on YouTube. Search Throw okay, TV. Sir. Just being black. And you'll see black people just doing shit. <laughs> I remember Dane used to have this. Dane, remember that, remember that joke you used to do when, when uh, I think it was CNN that did that thing called Black in America? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was fun. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, uh, what else is cracking? What else, what's going on? What's up with you, man? man? I don't know what's going on with me, man. Y'all ain't finna put me back on the spot. Man, go ahead. Ain't nobody put you on the <laughs> yeah, spot. Shit on my little shit, because <laughs> I got... <laughs> Angels. 
I don't know what it was, but it was some type of force that flew me into the air, and that's what I knew. No, for real though. I believe it happened. I believe it happened. I believe it happened. I believe, like, listen, man. I I done been in crazy situations where <clears throat> I ain't never been in no fucked up situation like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And 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 it, and we could have been. You know what I'm saying? Like, so as like I said, I grew up in Miami. Grew up in the crack era. You know what I'm saying? It was around many, many dope dealers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We spent most weekends rolling and whatever. You know what I'm saying? We we rolled Benzes, we rolled Jags, we rolled Roses, and we ain't never had no problems. We ain't never had no guns. You know what I'm saying? We went to every motherfucking thing that was popping yeah. and ain't never had no problems. Nah, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, for me to say it, it ain't like, like I'm saying it because I, I feel like that's an accomplishment. I just feel like, you know what I'm saying, I came through this bitch blessed. That's all. No doubt. And we could tease you You about it, but I'm just all I'm saying is and that's a beautiful thing. And if I if I look back, not even on 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 shit like that, social shit, just on life shit, you know what I'm saying? Like when I told the the May 10th Muhammad Holiday story. When you look back and you reconnect the dots and shit. You can see that it's other shit working on your behalf that you ain't have really much to do with, man. You just had to, you had to go with the energy that was there. I, well, this is what I'm saying. I think the the difference with what I'm trying to say is, I'm not dismissing anything. I was having fun with the, you know, the divine shit or whatever. Embrace the upness because that became like a theme where it's like, you know, it was like we talk about the first bike. Well, my first bike was actually a Cadillac, the, the Cadillac of bikes. That was my first bike. Uh, you know, that was one of my. Bikes. It was one of my bikes. I had a fleet of bikes. One of them was amazing. You know, but what I'm saying is, we we like to tease you because you you have lived a luxury lifestyle since but, since you was a kid. But it wasn't. See, this is the thing. I, but but let, let me finish let me finish let me finish my point is that's just a joke right. all i'm saying is we've all all three of us at this table and chris have contended with some shit in life but the fact that we at this point in life shows that we are blessed or lucky or fortunate to get as far as we've gotten whatever whatever we had to contend with didn't debilitate or stop us right right so and, and I acknowledge that, and all all praises do. I'm with that. I'm with that. But I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about the fact that this movie reminded me of that type of shit when you was a young kid, and like the it was the visceral trauma of just being a kid. Now everybody might not have had the same type of upbringing, but I'm just saying to me. It was something that it struck a chord. I was like, right. oh shit. Like it made me really fuck with the protagonist. And, you know what I mean? And see, this conversation right here makes me realize that, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't that life was devoid of trauma, you know what I'm saying? Or situations that could have been traumatic. But it's how you deal with them shits, how you look at them shits. It could be some everyday, you know what I'm saying? Lights off shit, you know what I'm saying? Right. But. If I got to go outside, ride my bike, and, and play football and do all that shit, none of that shit even mattered, man. It wasn't trauma to me because cause the shit, you know what I'm saying, I didn't look at it that way. You know what I'm saying? I hear and that's, and that's, that's how I look at all this shit. You know what I'm saying? I could go through shit right now that would be traumatic to another motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's just an opportunity to fix that shit, and that's what I do. I hear what you're saying. And I'm not saying, I'm not, what I'm saying is, well, like, we all got through what we got through, right? Mm-hmm. And, even if it's traumatic in the moment and you 
in the moment, you had to deal with it, whether it's traumatic or not. It's some shit that you didn't really have anything to, you couldn't control half the shit that was going on, mm -hmm. so you had to deal with it. And sometimes, you might not even realize how traumatic it was until after the fact, when you're recalling or you're telling somebody else, you're like, yo, so this is what happened to me. And they're like, nigga, what? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, that wasn't my life. You know what right. I mean? And in that moment, you might think about it like, ah, damn, I ain't think about it like this, that, and the other thing, because there wasn't anything else to compare it to. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, but what I'm saying is I just felt like it captured it well. Like, the thing is, for me, I've always, not always those, but I notice a lot of times when, when you do see youth on screen, it don't always go super deep. Like, they don't always show the really, because there's a lot of kids that are living fucked up lives. It's fucked up. Some people, look, they're going to endure but it's kids that live, it's people that have lived fucked up lives and it's just the life that they live. It's just the context of who they are. So when you see a story like that told, it's like, okay, damn, that's, you know what I mean? That's that's something. They got past that, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, that's that's really what it was. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. just, to, just to see something that kind of felt visceral, like, oh, shit, mm -hmm. that's real. You know, that's how, that's all I felt. Word. You know. No doubt. You know what I mean? But I, I was blessed. <laughs> you know what I mean? I felt like <laughs> I made it through. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Lot, there's a lot of there's a lot of shit that I could point to. I was like, well, that was a great time and da da da. And that that was shouldn't have happened and all of that. But that's cool when you see, oh wow. You man, know what I mean? Man, everything I've been through, you know what I'm saying? I could all I could look back, connect the dots and see how how, you know what I'm saying, I got out of it. And I could see where, damn, these little things right here was the difference. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. you know what I'm saying, one step one way or the other could mean the difference of, of me not sitting here and be sitting in, in a motherfucking penitentiary somewhere. Of course. But it ain't happened like that. Nah, yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? And there's plenty of people who might have did less shit, who might have did it, you know what I'm saying, in, in, a, in a less way that's not here sitting here mm -hmm. having this conversation. Mm -hmm. So... How I'm going to look at it like I went through some trauma? Because I didn't. Yeah, I mean, it, however you want to look at it is how you want to look at it. You, you might not have went through or you might not consider it whatever. You know, like, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not, we can't go back and forth for what ranks as trauma in anybody's life. No, I, you I, know mean, what I mean? that's not even what I'm getting but at. But what I, I was more so joking at about the, uh, it's almost like, You've been an adult your entire life. When you say something like, I'm the <coughs> guru of fourth grade bullies, like you're not in the fourth grade too. You're a kid, but when we hear the stories, more often than not, you sound like an adult in every situation. But, like, but, but see, that's, I knew how to see, think through the situation. But see, if you look at my, my particular experience, right? You know what I'm saying? In that same, at that same time in life, you know what I'm saying? My pops would give me the pistol at night and tell me if somebody come through the house, aim at the head. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't typical fourth grade. All right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you, I did have some type of responsibility uh -huh. that made me think 
that I had to think a little different than a motherfucker that just went to school. All right, let me ask you, you know a question. As a, as a cat whose pops never gave him the pistol, <laughs> well, how's that? Does that sound like, it might not be trouble, but does that sound like a colorful-ass life? Absolutely, but that's what I was going to say. See, to you, you just referred to, like, your dad gave you the gun and said, and you took it as a responsibility, which is mm-hmm. fine. That's how you took it. Right. But a lot of people will look at it and go, oh, well, that's a traumatic shit. situation. Exactly. You know? So that's the difference in, I think, what you're Right, if you wrote that in a biography, uh-huh. To read that shit. Oh my god! <laughs> how old was? Wait a minute. How well, how old were you when your pops hand you the pistol? And told you that, eight, that's same. How old fourth grade? What's that? What fifth, is, what is, fifth grade. What is fourth that? Grade, what's fourth what's grade. the age on that? Eleven. What's fourth? Fifth? Yeah, 12, 11, 12. Twelve. Yeah. Nah, that's the, twelve. Is like sixth grade. Oh yeah, maybe so like, like ten years old. Nine to ten. You know what I mean? Here's the hammer. Exactly. That's a real fucking mother. That ain't no kid moment. And, if and, you see that in a movie and you see how old was your father when he gave you the hammer? I don't know. He was, he was a grown ass man. He wasn't, I guess. He wasn't nine. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He was fucking a grown, nine. He was, like, he was yeah, a grown man. So it was a man giving a young kid. <laughs> listen, like, listen. I gotta I gotta bounce. So you on guard. That'll make a hell of a fucking movie. But but see, he understood the things that the situation that it really existed. I hear what you say. So you know what I'm saying? It was a true possibility that some shit might happen. Luckily, nothing never happened. But yes, I did know You had the strap. That I had the strap. And I did not take that for granted. And I did not go and fucking blow my own head off. Yeah, I mean. You know what I'm saying? So when I when I say it as, you know, I'm thinking a little different, maybe I was. That's what I'm saying. Well, look, that's what I'm saying. That's what we have fun with. Because, Vlad, how old were you when your pops handed you the strap and told you, listen? Uh, I was, my father had like a 57 Magnum. Uh, um, a 57 or a 357? <laughs> 57 sounds like a 57 Chevrolet. Good God. With a 357. It was a big old, it was a, it was, I remember, you know, again, you know, it was like crack, it was crack New York. and uh, Right. My father, my father put my brother to the side and he had to shoot, shoot this piece of, like this piece of thick ass wood. Uh-huh. And I must have been about. Eleven or twelve, maybe. Uh-huh. But my dad, my dad did it more so to like to show, like you know, you don't you don't mess around with this, right? Right. But did he give like, you that? Did he say, "Yo, if and he showed you how to hold a hammer and get it in"? No, no, I shot it. He 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 gave it to me. He told me how to shoot, and I shot the wood. And uh, you know, it was a big piece of wood, so you kind of can't miss, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I felt the I felt the the, the, the you know pa- when the, when the gun cocks back, right. And I saw the hole it made, and, and my father was like, "This is this is." He's like, "Number one, this is why we got it because we live in, you know, we got the, the Bronx." Right. But two, this is not a toy. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. It's um, not a toy. Right. Yeah, my fa- so that's why he did it. I mean, I, my my father got rid of the gun once the neighborhood kind of calmed down. Uh huh. Um, he got rid of it. He just didn't like having it in the house. But I was about eleven and twelve. Uh huh. Okay. Right, we'll see, look at that. But he never told me. He never, he never said to me. <laughs> but he ain't tell you. He didn't hit you with the yeah, pistol say, and say, "Listen, down, I'll be you know? back. I need you to hold this, shit this, down." I've had, I've, I've gotten to shoot a gun as a kid to see what it was about right. and know that there's a gun around. But it wasn't. It was never a conversation to this yeah, day. Still, where it's like, "Yo, hold this." And there's some shit. But I'm not, and I'm not, anything is, everything is everything. That's what I'm saying. Everybody's life is everybody's life. There is no ideal life. And there's, everybody has to contend with some shit in their life that will make someone else in another life be like, get the fuck out of here. Whether it's better, whether it's favorable or negative, it's certain shit. You know, we was talking about somebody, I don't want to put that on blast. We was talking about a young person that was doing like adult type shit. And that's just a different type of life. Right. You know what I mean? So... It's just one of those things. It's, it's very interesting. It's very interesting to see that played out. 
you know, on film and shit. But, uh, you know. <laughs> now, I feel, I gotta, now I feel yeah, like I shit. Now I feel like I wish I had the, the gym he had a, at nine. No, man, I'm just I was just you know explaining that that was your life. That was life, and it wasn't trauma to me. To you, that's all. It wasn't trauma to me until like later on, and you hear you telling people, or you looking back on it, and you're like, well, that was that was real. You know what I mean? It, 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 yo, no, but you know, I, what I do think though, I will say this also, because I know we was going to talk about this, I don't know if we got enough time with this, but I do think in the black community, there's a lot of trauma that is passed off as regular ass life, as just some shit you got to go through. We just some resilient ass motherfuckers, we gonna make it through. You gotta do what you gotta do. Shit was what it was. And then you look back on it and you like, God damn. You know what I mean? And it's 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 very interesting. It's like now, I know we was gonna talk about like mental illness. It's like a lot of, you know, rappers talking about they might be depressed or they mentally ill and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I know like in the black community, if you talk about mental illness, right. It kind of, it looks more like a fucking smudge or like a blemish on who you are in your character rather than treat it as a sickness or some shit. But, you know what I mean? It's, but it's interesting. At the same time, you know what I'm saying? It's real life mental illness. And a lot of times, especially in, in communities where, where there ain't a lot of resources and shit, that shit goes unchecked or it goes, you know what I'm saying? It just goes unfiltered. Right. And now you got somebody just running around the streets making noise or doing crazy shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now, mental illness is a trauma that, you know what I'm saying, that that I've experienced. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Not myself personally. Right. But, you know what I'm saying, my mom has dealt with it. Right. And that probably was the most traumatic thing ever in life. Right. Because when somebody go through it and and they don't come back, Pretty much the same way that you knew him. Now you gotta you gotta discover a whole new person. You gotta right. learn, you know what I'm saying? Who you know what I'm saying? Who is this person? Right. It ain't the person that you you knew. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's real life. I think also I'll say this for myself personally, when it comes to like you know even the term trauma, right? Shit that you deal with as a kid or whatever. I know for me, as a kid, you can't you can't control. The shit that your 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 parents do, or the the shit that you have to contend with, because you're a kid, you don't you know you don't control your life at this point. You mm-hmm. just you you have to bear with it. Oftentimes, when it ain't really like if the shit ain't what it should be, when it's fucked up or was problematic, there's also a desire. I could say for myself, there often sometimes there's a shame you might have to battle because you feel like you are. Who, you know what I mean? Like, you are a reflection of the consequences that you lived in. If your parents was doing some wild shit or if you had some, I, you know, I knew so many motherfuckers. Like, growing up, there was a lot of friends of mine whose parents was drug addled, whose parents was fucking crazy. Like, my good friend, his mom's was legitimately crazy on the roof. Every other day, not really there, despondent. Niggas knew her as she was crazy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Nobody really dealt with it. Was it nobody was like, she needs, you know, she needs some type of uh, help or whatever, whatever. Maybe you might get sent away down south or whatever, or you might be put in a clinic. Maybe. But oftentimes, that just became who your character was. Oh, that's crazy such and such, son. 
And now the kid got to deal with the fact. No, but this is the real shit. This my man. Mm -hmm. And his mom's is fucking legitimately crazy. And at any point, niggas could shit on his mother. I seen your mom. You know what I mean? Then there's other mothers who the moms might be on drugs and she might fucking be, you know, she might be wildish. You know what I mean? Like there's certain shit that this kid couldn't control. But unfortunately, that's the life that he got to live. And then you see, you see like with the kid, how he clammed up and he wasn't really speaking to people because he don't know how to deal with it. He hates the, the, the life that he is, but you know, it's almost like he's judged for some shit that he didn't do. You know what I mean? And you you have to deal with that. How you deal with that? You compartmentalize it. It is what it is. You and you let the shit debilitate you. You you know whatever you do, you get by. But I just like the fact that again, it just showed something that you don't often see. You know. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's some old heavy ass shit. <laughs> No, it was good. It was good. Yeah, because I mean, trauma. Yeah, trauma. Sometimes, you know, like you said, you don't even know trauma until someone makes you aware of it. Yeah, you don't realize. Like, you don't realize. I didn't. I swear, I didn't realize. I didn't really think about it like logically, like until I was an adult. Adult that you don't always have to settle like a conflict by punching somebody in the face. You know what I'm saying? But like, if you grew up around a lot of people, that was just like. That was the the shit to do. You know what I mean? Shit got heated. People's egos felt like they was on the line. People felt threatened. And the only thing you know how to really get through this shit is punch somebody in the face. You might grow up to be somebody that's in jail. Or you might grow up to be somebody that's punching motherfuckers in the face in a corporate environment. And you look crazy. You look crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Because like, that's when you realize, oh, shit, everybody don't live like this. Right. You can't just be snuffing the HR, motherfucker, because that ain't... Niggas is 30 years old. You can't do that shit. You got to go to jail yeah. for that. Right. You know, it's just weird shit, you know. Right, right, right. I mean, you know, it's 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 all this shit is out here, man. Yeah, and, it's the world. And you 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 got to deal with it, you know what I mean? And it, it come your way. Sometimes you bypass it. Sometimes you hit it straight on the head. But my, my whole philosophy on all of it is that I'm going to figure a way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if I can figure a way... And I ain't got to worry about that shit. And I'm not gonna worry about that shit. Mm. And that's 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 how I think about it. You know what I'm saying? No matter what what trouble uh, situation come my way, I know one thing, I'm gonna hit it head on and I'm gonna figure that shit out. And so therefore, I don't look at none of it as a real motherfucking problem. Cause I'm gonna figure that shit out. Yeah, I hear that. Well, Sometimes I look at my shit as a problem. I'm going to figure it out, but I still recognize it as the problem that it is. Like, this is a problem. I got to figure this shit out. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know. And what happens when it you is. figure it out? It's not a problem no more, exactly. but I know how to figure out that problem. Exactly. So, but, so I think why, why, would, why would you hold on to it as a problem if you know you're going to figure that shit out? Nah, I mean, it's just it's, it's all classification. It, no now doubt. we get into semantics. It's all classification. It's all shit that you have to deal with. But... If I get evicted, I could choose to be like, you know, niggas get evicted every day, B. We going to be a right. and 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 hold it and and be that type of cool nigga throughout the process. Or I could be like, "Oh shit. I'm fucked up. I'm evicted. I got to figure this out." Either way, you got to figure it out. Whatever you choose, I might choose a more heightened response, but I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to know from getting through it 
how not to be there again. You know what I mean? And I know what to look for because this is what happened the last time some shit like this happened. You know what I mean? It's just how you class it. Some people be like, man, it wasn't nothing but a, you know, it was a, it was a small thing to a giant. You know, some people, you you know, that's that's part of your thing. You cool motherfucker. You keep me like real unflappable or whatever, whatever. And you be like, it ain't nothing. I, I'll be honest with you. I keep it funky. I definitely get anxious about a lot of shit. But I'll contend with it. You know what I'm saying? And I know when I get through it, I'll be like, well, damn. Because nothing gives you better perspective than getting through it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to lie. There are times I'm like, oof. I'm not going to overreact. But there's times I'm like, all right. I gotta, I gotta get focused. I gotta get serious on yeah. this shit. This ain't no bullshit. This is all right. Let me address this. This is urgent. You know what I mean? This is, this is some shit that needs some attention. You know that type of thing. I don't know. What about you, Vlad? Oh man, I uh, it's changed over time, dude. Like I think as I've gotten older, I've noticed that like, you know, at the end of the day, like. There's going to be a result, if that makes sense. Right. And, like, the worrying didn't do as much as I thought it was going to do. Yeah. But that takes time, dude. Like, that takes a lot of... Like, you know, I still deal with that. Like, you still get nervous about stuff, but then it ends up being all right. And you kind of go, damn, why was that worrying so much, you know? Yeah. But it's almost like that's, like, built into your program. And you got almost like, over time, you got to say, you know what? This is who I am. I'm an anxious person. And I'm just going to be anxious. Yeah. You got to embrace it. I know it's going to work work out, but I'm going to be anxious. I can't change that. Yeah. Anyway, I would like not to be a parent with a bunch of home, so <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. All right, what else is going on? What you got? What else, Carpet man? Anything else? Let's talk about some some light uh, shit. Road out and all this shit. Nah, Bobby. What's the, what's the lady that be coming every week? Something something cute. Oh yeah, shout out. You bring the funny. You ain't, you, <laughs> you done beat us down today. Nah, man, I ain't beat nobody down. But I'm here for the people, man. You know. It's real. I, I remember one time, I tell you this, I was interviewing Tracy Morgan. I first started doing comedy. And um, one thing he said that reminded me, he was like, I feel every emotion. He said, when I feel when I'm happy, I'm happy. When I'm sad, I'm sad. When I feel like I give them all, I give every emotion the, uh, the what's the word? The justice or whatever. Attention. The attention. Not even just the attention, but just, there's another word for it. But it's like, I, I you know. The attention or whatever, but it's you. There's a word for it. There's a you connected. You basically are connected to all points of your personality. Right. You know what I mean. And it's you know obviously you you are you steer the ship. Right. You know what I'm saying. But there is if you're feeling good, you feel good. If you feel bad, know what it is to feel bad. You know what I'm saying. Like I'm not saying this for anybody, but don't. Trick yourself into thinking that shit is better than it is. Shit is, you know what I mean? It could be, everything could be good. But if there's some shit that needs some, you need to get, if you need to address, address that shit. Don't lie to yourself. I mean, you saying I'm lying to myself? I'm not saying you at oh, all. Okay. I'm not saying you okay. at all. Because I ain't never said everything was all good, ever. That, that ain't that ain't my my thing. Even, but what, I'm, what I am saying is when shit is absolutely fucked up. Right. I know that I could fix it. Right. That's it. And if I know I could fix it, then I'm good. But you also recognize that shit is absolutely fucked up. Of course, but I'm That's not going I'm, I'm not going to live in that it's all fucked up because I know I'm about to fix that shit. 
I'm not saying that that's you got it. All I'm saying and is that's you where recognize. I live. I live in the, the solution of right. the situation. I'm in a situation right now where shit is fucked up. But I'm here and I'm doing my motherfucking business and I'm motherfucking making that shit work. Right. And I know at the end of the day that shit is going to get fixed. But right and now. that's what I do. It's fucked up. That's that put that's these, all I'm saying. These little pockets are fucked up, but I don't live in fucked up in this. Nah. I live in solutionness. Okay, that's I hear it. what you I'm saying. I'm a mathematician. I hear what you're saying, but in Math order is to, life. in order to know you need a solution, you need a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you got to recognize yeah, the problem but, for what it is, but, and then you say that's why they call them math problems. And that's, that's, math that's exactly. When I was in when I was in tenth grade, I was daydreaming in class in math class. And I had this teacher named Mr. Messler. He was, they call him Blinky because he blinked a lot. And he had fucking <laughs> Neanderthal arms with hair like big ass, like shaggy hair on his arms and shit. Mm-hmm. And I was daydreaming. And he caught me daydreaming. He's like, Muhammad, math is life. Math is life. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I thought about that shit. I, I thought about that shit the rest of the day. Like, damn, math is life. Mm-hmm. You come in a situation, you know what I'm saying? It's like an equation. And that's how I look at life, really. Mm-hmm. I look at all this shit as an equation. Mm-hmm. You got motherfucking the numbers that you know, and you got the variables, the X's and the Y's, and you got the answer that you want to get to. Mm-hmm. And that's how I look at all this shit. So I don't trip out if the problem get too heavy. I just get to the motherfucking solution part of it and start figuring it out. And that's how I go about it. My wife might trip out. My kids might trip out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We might be in a in a situation that might be, you know what I'm saying, could fuck us up. But I do know from all the shit that I've been through, from all the shit that I've seen, from all the divine intervention that I've had in my life, I know that shit. I got help, one, and two, I just need to sit here and solve this problem. And mm-hmm. that's what I do. I get to it. And I don't I don't stress, I don't overstress. You know me, I don't overstress about shit. You stress though. You stress, but I don't overstress. But okay. I don't take shit on as oh, this fucking finish finna ruin me. You know what I'm saying at all? Yeah, I mean, nah, I'm not. That's a that's a lot. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot. I, I mean, I think I don't that... I don't wallow in shit because mm. every problem I got, I know I help make it. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and if I help make it. I could solve that bitch. What I'm just asking you is, do you identify it as a problem? I'm not saying of course. I'm, that's all I'm I saying. look at everything as a problem. That's, I look at coming here to have a fucking conversation as a problem. Oh, well, that's you know what I'm saying? Up. No, it's not fucked up. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, I need some fucking topics. I need to be able to get on this shit. I might be having a bad fucking day, right, Chris? You know what I'm saying? I came in here a couple times. I'm having a motherfucking absolute badass fucking day. Okay, so there it go. But but you have that's but, all what, I'm saying. But what happened? I get on this motherfucker, I rock out. Yeah. Ain't nobody on the other end of this motherfucker know I'm having a bad day. Uh-huh. And by the time the next day come, two days later, that's the problem is motherfucker. All solved. I'm saying is I'm not never saying that I don't have no problems. All right, there I ain't go. never said I don't have no problems. All I got right. plenty problems. All right. But I don't live in them bitches. I don't wallow in them shits. Yeah. I don't feel sorry for myself. I handle my shit. I don't think we That's talking it. about feeling sorry for yourself. I'm just saying, I think what happened was, I think we got caught up on the, the term trauma. The term trauma, the term something to contend with. Like it just, What you felt, you felt like you never really dealt with any trauma. There was never anything traumatic. Nah. So wait, 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 what I'm saying is, it got into semantics. Because when it was like... Well, we talking about problems or things to deal with, things that you have to deal with. All I'm talking about is things you deal with in your life. Things you deal with in your life. I'm not saying that any of this 
will debilitate you or stunt you or even have you out your shit. But it's something that you's like, uh oh, this is different. This yeah. is a situation. I gotta handle it. And I was saying for me personally, there's times where I'll be like, okay, I'm not gonna wallow with it, but I'm gonna definitely be like, okay. I got to really turn up on this. This needs attention. Like, I can identify it rather than this ain't just everyday shit. This is, right. okay, this is something that needs to be addressed. And when it gets addressed, it gives you perspective. And the more you do things to where you have to address it, the more you are comfortable with life's dynamic terms. You know and, what I mean? And that's all I'm saying. I'm that's comfortable all, with I think the we both life's dynamics that. terms. Okay. I'm comfortable with I'm comfortable with problems that come up. Uh-huh. I'm okay with that because I know they do. You know what I'm saying? I'm okay. I, I got a wife. You know what I'm saying? I'm comfortable with my wife coming with me at the stress. You know what I'm saying? Because I know that comes with the shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I'm comfortable with my wife, you know what I'm saying, questioning me, judging me, and all that shit because I know that come with it because we all human, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is I don't look at these things as it being a trauma or as it being, you know what I'm saying, too much even of a problem. Because mm-hmm. if I know the shit is coming and I got a solution in the works, why am I, tri- I ain't tripping. That's all. That's yeah. all I'm saying. That's just how I take it. Fair you know enough. what I'm saying? I, I, I don't know how nobody else take it. That's just me. Yeah. Well, there you go. What else we going to talk about? We got anything else to talk transform about? Transform and roll the fuck out. We going to transform and roll out? Y'all niggas want to leave yeah. like that? <laughs> All right, man. Uh, Vlad, where you going to be at? Tell the people. I will be at, uh, I'm in LA. I'll, I'll, be in, uh, I'll be at Flappers on uh, Friday. And I think I'm at the Comedy Magic Club on Saturday. All right. Muhammad, where you at? Man, I'm I'm headed to Detroit in the morning. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to Cleveland Ooh. from there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're doing some cool shit with uh, Damani from Inglewood. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Shit. Thoughtful King documentary. Congratulations, player. You know, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Congratulations, player. Go get them. Congratulations, players, Adidas. Uh. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we we interviewing Tyron Lou in Cleveland. Ooh. And, uh, you going to ask him about the step over? I ain't asking them about nothing but what, what's on the table, man. <laughs> I ain't no, you know what I mean? That, that's that man trauma. <laughs> ain't trauma ain't got nothing to do with me. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm coming back to the city, man. All right. You know what I'm saying? All right. Be that's... back in this conversation next week. All right, bet, bet. I'll be at the stand uh, tonight when you get in this. I'm at the stand. I got a uh, about on the 8 o'clock show. I'm also at Stand Up New York on the 10 o'clock show. Then I'm going to be at the good old, uh, at the good old, where we at here? I'm at Stand Up New York again on a good Sunday on the 10 o'clock show. So if anything else changes, I might have another show between then and now. But if anything, follow me everywhere. Social media, D-Lemon Comedy, Snapchat, Beats Being Broke. And as always, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even the enemy. To get in the conversation. We out. This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts and find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. We out.